Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this act of worship. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me here you can see our journalists' commemorative altar. We are aware as never before of the dangers that those in the industry face when bringing us the news. So our journalists and all who work in the media are very much in our thoughts and prayers at this time. However, we are, of course, here for all of you, journalists and everyone else. Do please leave us a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, uh, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. The disciples said to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray.
It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the sixth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you are listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre and said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry which has come to me, and if not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou indeed destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou then destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from thee to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, Behold, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Wilt thou destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. And again he spoke to him and said, Suppose forty are found there. He answered, for the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there, he said. Behold, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. He answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again, but this once. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter to the Colossians. As therefore you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so live in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one makes a prey of you by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness of life in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. And you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him, through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, having cancelled the bond which stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in him. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, 
And when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. There's nothing more fundamental to the life of faith than prayer. Whilst on one level prayer is very simple, at times it can feel beyond us. I certainly remember extended periods during my own journey in the faith when prayer felt elusive. If that's a familiar feeling, I'd suggest that whilst it's frustrating, I wonder if it indicates an awareness of the mysterious power of prayer. And if we consider that mysterious nature of prayer, then perhaps there's no better starting point than George, George Herbert's poem that provides a cascade of different metaphors about it. Prayer, the church's banquet, angel's age, God's breath in man returning to his birth, the soul in paraphrase, heart in pilgrimage, the Christian plummet sounding heaven and earth. Engine against the Almighty, sinner's tower, reversed thunder, Christ's side piercing spear, the six days world transposing in an hour, a kind of tune which all things hear and fear, softness and peace and joy and love and bliss, exalted manner gladness of the best, heaven in ordinary, man well dressed, 
the Milky Way, the bird of paradise. Church bells beyond the stars heard, the soul's blood, the land of spices, something understood. Yes, on one level, prayer is very simple, but experience assures us that it is far more than talking to an imaginary friend. It's very simple, but at the same time, profoundly mysterious. Observation of the daily offices is hugely beneficial to the life of prayer. There are times when we feel transported into divine revelry and others when there is just emptiness. But through the discipline of regular offices, we begin to experience even absence as a kind of presence, as R.S. Thomas put it. Beyond the importance of a routine of prayer, though, it's useful to recognise that there are a variety of different approaches to prayer and that they can appeal to us in different times, in different ways. I've previously spoken about the Christian meditation movement, and the value of silent contemplation, and that's one tradition. In the Roman Catholic Church, the rosary is commonly used, which involves repetition of Hail Marys and the Lord's Prayer, and sometimes with reflection on particular divine mysteries. So, for example, the joyful mysteries involve reflection on the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity, and so on. The Orthodox Church has a particular focus on what is referred to as the Jesus Prayer repetition of Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, take pity on me, a sinner. It also has a particular tradition of praying with icons, which of course engages us in a very different visual way. Father Gilbert Shaw, who was one of the founding fathers of Anglican religious life in this country, wrote extensively on effective prayer, Prayer focused on stimulating affection towards God rather than intellectual rumination. Charismatic churches give particular attention to extempore prayer, including many in the Church of England. The Archbishop of York, Stephen Cottrell, in his book about pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela, notes that often he only manages to find stillness in movement and says that for him, walking becomes prayer. There's a huge diversity of prayer traditions then, but it's striking if we look at today's gospel, that when the disciples asked, Lord, teach us to pray, he didn't respond with a lesson. Instead, he provided a model. It's not that the Lord's Prayer is the only way to pray. Sister Wendy Beckett says, the Lord's Prayer is about attitudes, attitudes of trust and love and forgiveness and about exposing needs. It doesn't really matter how you express those things, but this is a good shorthand. You don't have to use this formula. Jesus was just telling you, this is the kind of attitude you must have.
It's not the only way to pray then, but the Lord's Prayer has a very special place. One of the reasons why the Psalms are so powerful in the life of prayer is the knowledge that they were Christ's prayers. They connect us both to him and to the long history of God's chosen people. In the Lord's Prayer, we are given, in his words, the core petitions to guide us in this life in the light of his revelation. Rowan Williams notes, the Lord's Prayer is completely fresh. It never gets stale because it's talk, what it's talking about is the human condition in the presence of God. It's about the world we live in and the world God wants us to live in. Every single bit of the Lord's Prayer is radical because it challenges our assumptions about who we are and who God is and what the world is like. And what it's praying for is the most revolutionary change you can imagine in the world we live in. The change to a situation where all the hungry are fed, where forgiveness is the first imperative, and all our relationships are transparent to God. As people will notice, that's not exactly like the world we inhabit at the moment. It's looking for change from the roots up, he says. Perhaps in the light of that chasm between the world as it is and that for which we pray, we may feel disillusioned and doubt the efficacy of prayer. The latter part of today's gospel addresses this, providing assurance that God responds to prayer. It doesn't always feel like that, of course, but this is another of the mysterious aspects of prayer. The gospel reminds us that we generally seek good things for our children, and whilst we might not always respond to others, others' needs out of friendship, we will do so as a result of their persistent demands. Our Heavenly Father is infinitely generous towards us. And so we are advised, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have promised to hear the prayers of all who ask in faith. Guide your church, that it might be rooted and grounded in the way of the gospel. That leading by example, our ministers should be devout in their worship and faithful in their prayer, as Jesus has taught us. Increase our faith, that we may bring our needs before you in perfect confidence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give freedom to all who are enslaved or in poverty. All who are trapped by the discrimination of others. All for whom daily life is a trial. Give hope to all in danger from war or conflict or from domestic abuse. give strength to all who go to their aid. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give grace to us, our families, friends and neighbours, that we might be generous in our giving. gifts and skills, in our time and in our compassion. May we appreciate the generosity that surrounds us and the common interest which binds us as a community here at St. Bride's. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray your care of all who are sick, at home, in hospital, or in care. We pray your healing and comfort, and we pray for all who care for them. We continue to pray for all suffering from COVID 
and especially for those suffering from the effects of long COVID. We pray their strength and their healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray your continued care of all those who we love but see no more. Friends, neighbours, fathers, mothers, daughters, sons, brothers and sisters, all your children. Hold them in your love as we hold them in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. 
we do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. God of our pilgrimage, you have led us to the living water. Refresh and sustain us as we go forward on our journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. 